Well, what a beautiful day it's been. I hope that you've been having a wonderful, wonderful time. And man, we've been so looking forward to being with you today on Kingdom Concepts. So blessed to have Dr. Rogers in the studio again. Um, man, it's always an honor, Doc. Every time we get together, it's, you know, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And uh, man, I just feel like uh, every time we have this privilege, whether it's in a public setting or a private setting, man, I always go home full. And I, I just I truly appreciate you, truly appreciate the gift in you. And um, I'm thankful. Well, I feel the same way about Tony. you, man. You know, Amen. I mean, when you are in covenant with one another, I mean, isn't that what covenant is all about, man? Amen. That you love one another and you lay your life down for them if necessary. You protect their back. You remain loyal. You know, faithful is a kind of a job description, but loyalty is something that is in your heart to do. Amen. And so, well, I love the fact that, um, uh, you know, we both uh, celebrate each other, not tolerate each other. <laughs> you know, this right here is one of my favorite times of the year. Granted, I love every day, but I love this time of the year, you know, this whole Christmas season. You know, I, it's amazing how there, there's so many that may be far from God who Man, they entertain his son, Jesus Christ, to a degree, whether intentionally or unintentionally during this season. And today, uh, I wanted us to talk about God's gift of love, his son, Jesus, because if it wasn't for Jesus, I mean, we wouldn't have the relationship that we have with the Father. We wouldn't have the lives that we get to freely enjoy now on uh, this side of salvation. And so my prayer is that, and we can just dig into, you know, at this time of the year, because it's more than just giving presents and receiving presents. It's us understanding the the purpose behind why this season is what it is. Well, once you come to Jesus, you know, the celebration of, you know, we set aside this time of the year for the celebration of his birth, which is a little iffy about the time frame, but the, the point is, is that we should be celebrating the birth of Christ every day in our life because without him manifesting, without him coming, we did not have access to God except through the blood sacrifices of bulls and goats. Mm -hmm. But Jesus became that final sacrifice, but he had to be born of a virgin through Scripture. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I love the, I love the way the Bible traces the life of Christ from the Genesis 3.15 mm -hmm. all the way through the manifestation of the Savior. I just love the way the Bible talks about this because this gift was promised from Genesis 3.15 and that the prophets of God, look, it's almost like they had a high sign to one another when a prophet, because some of the prophets lived at the same time with one another. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they would walk down the street and they would look at one another because they knew something about Jesus and they'd kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm serious. When you think about this, they prophesied and the scripture relates about this coming Messiah. Yeah, it's threaded throughout. It is. You know, and we, you know, we've studied many things in the yeah. Bible college about that. But, you know, I am just so fascinated 
with how the Word of God proves itself. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a promise, you know, everything that God is is backed up in that promise. Everything mm -hmm. that God has said, he can, it cannot return void. Yeah, that's right. And so there's a benefit and a blessing from, you know, Jesus Christ coming into our life of which that starts our new life. Yeah. That starts the real life. And I think that, you know, it's, I think in the day and age, because you get some, some people get so hung up on little things, you know, uh, like, like you had mentioned, you know, that, you know, what, whether this was the literal time that Jesus, right. it, it, we, we know that history kind of uh, proves that it's not, but it's not about the date. It's about the purpose. Right. You know, this is for us to celebrate, you know, the birth of our savior, Jesus Christ, and uh, but it's amazing how so many folks will major on minor things instead of celebrating the gift of Jesus and what and what why the gift was given. True. I, I heard somebody that had shared with me uh, there was this lady that attended this church and um, and while she was at this church she had a grandson that was autistic and uh, very autistic and the pastor in the church prayed for her grandson he got completely healed. We're talking about medically, it's impossible. But God completely healed this lady's grandson. And, you know, I guess not too much long later, she wound up leaving that church. And the reason she left that church is because they set up a Christmas tree in their foyer. <laughs> and, 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 and she had a problem with Christmas trees, you know, and Easter eggs. And it's like, you totally missed, missed the it. point. Yeah, and so I think that when it comes to understanding this love gift of Jesus, I think that it's important for people to, to know the heart behind the gift because you can receive a gift and never really appreciate why it was given in, unless that reason is presented. And so um, we're going to just dive right in today, man. Amen. So grab your Bible, grab your notebook, and uh, let, let's jump into this, amen, because this is a very important subject matter, amen. This has to do with our Savior. This has to do with uh, the Word becoming flesh, amen, and, and giving us the opportunity, amen, to step into that plan that God had all along for us to be saved, to restore that communion, amen, that relationship between uh, the creation and their Creator. And uh, I think the Scripture that just hands down I mean, just nutshells the just of the 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 heart behind the gift and the purpose for the gift. And um and we were talking about this earlier. Um John three sixteen right. and verse seventeen. Why don't right. you take us into that today, Doc? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Amen but have everlasting life. But verse 17 says this, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Might be saved. So sometimes, you know, we, you know, people that come against our teaching or against the Bible or whatever, they, they have this image of God being an angry God. I'm telling you, man, when the blood of Jesus came and, or the, or Jesus himself, when he came into this earth, that he came with a purpose. Yeah. 
And God is no longer angry. <laughs> God is in love yeah. with people. God has always been love. The Old Testament mm -hmm. just dealt with the things, the people of the earth in a different way. But now Jesus is the filter between God and man. Mm. That's good. And so his love is the filter. What he did, his action is the filter between the Father and us. And so we receive all of these benefits that he, Jesus came to produce in all of us. The purpose that God sent him was so that man could be re, re reconciled to him. That's our ministry. Yeah. It's a ministry of reconciliation. And, er, and this is available. This gift this is, is offered to every one of us um, that we might be saved. That means everybody can. Yeah. Not, not everybody will because... You know, we've all been given that beautiful gift of free will, the power to choose. And but God's made it so to me, he's made Jesus irresistible. It's like who doesn't want someone that will love you for everything that you are? And what I love about God is that, and I think that there's been a lot of people throughout history that have totally misinterpreted God to people. Sure. There's some people that have had bad experiences and, and, and I, and I've talked to a lot of them as a pastor, I, I know, and ministering to people, whether in the church or on the street, do a lot of street outreach. And, um, you know, I've had people tell me why, you know, I, I got hurt by God and I'm like, uh, no, you didn't. I'm like, hurt by people. you got hurt by people that said they were doing something for God, right. but God never hurts you. It's like God loves us and his love for us is so amazing to where, I mean, I'm a father and I have a son, you have children, you have sons. And it's like to know that God took his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Right. And that Can he was willing. Imagine? I can't, I, I can't, I, I, it, it's hard to fathom a father offering his son to pay the penalty. You know, and you're not talking about like, you know, some rambunctious son, not right. some son that, you know, was a, you know, just a troublemaker or he no, you're talking or about perfection. Perfect son. <laughs> I love you, daddy. <laughs> perfect son, full of love, full of compassion, full of mercy. Right. And to offer him on a big, ugly cross to pay the price for everything wrong that people have done, chose to do with their lives. It, it's hard to even fathom that. And yet the Bible tells us, uh, I believe it's in Isaiah where it says it pleased the Lord. It did. To bruise him. It did. It pleased the Lord, you know, to allow this to happen. And it wasn't that God's into our pain. No. But he knew that through this one son, there's going to be an opportunity for many sons. Well, Hebrews says it like this, you know, it says, for the joy that was set before him, mm, talking about come Jesus. Come on now, now you're, now you're really getting He endured the cross. Despising so was, the shame. Despising the shame. Mm. So what was the joy that was set before him? All of us that went after the cross, because come on. we don't look to the cross now. Mm -mm. The cross is behind us, because we're the benefit of him going to hang on that tree, that the curse was broken for us, mm -hmm. that we could have 
life in him, that we could be joint heirs with him, that we could be made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Come on. I mean, man, Come when on. you think about all that stuff, you're just thinking, and I'm thinking low, I'm thinking <laughs> depressed, I'm, I'm thinking about what about me and all that stuff, you know? That's because, you know, like the Bible says, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah. Well, when you study that thing out, it just says this, they have no understanding. Yeah. Now, how do you gain understanding about this beautiful gift that was given to us? You study it. Yeah. You, in other words, instead of watching television or being on your social media or, or being carried about by having all these relationships with people, yep. instead of doing that, man, you need to get into the Word of God and you need to study about this beautiful gift that was given to us that caused us to start living out a, a future that only God had, had put into place for yeah. all of us. You know, it's, it's, isn't it interesting how you're talking about the greatest gift? The greatest. God didn't, God, I heard someone say this one time. They, they gave it like, they, they presented it like this. They said, God bankrupted heaven he did. when he gave Jesus. He gave his very best. He gave his only begotten son as a gift, a love gift to people that rebelled against him. Right. You know, and, 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 and he did it because he wants us saved. And I, and you know, and it, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how people handle gifts. You know, have you ever given somebody a gift and man, it meant so much to you and you gave it to them and they were like, Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Thank you. And you're like, Really? I'll give you an illustration. Give me an illustration, Doc. I, I was moneyed up. And so I got my kids, my sons, you know. And so I spent about 1500 bucks a kid mm -hmm. for Christmas. I covered them up. And they opened up the stuff and there was no energy, no excitement, nothing. It made me so cod picking mad. I was ready to take the stuff back. <laughs> Seriously. Man, I just told him how ungrateful. Like, you're ungrateful. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, you think about this. This gift, which was the best gift that God had to give. Yeah. And you have people that reject him. Yeah. Because they don't need him. Because they, the world says this Christianity thing is a crutch. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. You know, because they have no concept of this gift of Jesus Christ. And people that are going through it right now, people mm. that you who are going through the stuff that you're going through right now, you need to concentrate on the gift of Jesus Christ that has been given to you. Amen. To help you to understand that you can go through anything because he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's with you continually, and he and the Bible says that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So that means that you got a plan for your life. You got footsteps already laid out that you would never have until Jesus Christ came into your life. Mm -hmm. Get your real identity. Mm -hmm. You get your real identity in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. Your Amen? identity is with divinity. It is, and, and you know it's it's again how people handle that gift of Christ. You have some folks that it's kind of like when you, when you give a child a toy, sometimes they'll play with the box 
more than what's in it, the gift. You know, they, they, they want the package more than they want the substance. And, and, and when you understand the value, like you said, of what you're, you've presented, again, you know, we we're talking about thankfulness, you know, the last couple episodes uh, here on Kingdom Concepts. And it's like, man, when, when you understand the worth of what you're giving. I remember the first Christmas after me and Eliana had gotten saved. It was, uh, it was December 1992, and I'd been saved for less than two months. And I remember God blessed us so much. We, we had one child. We had Alea. She was like maybe three years old, and we were able to buy so much stuff for her. It was the best Christmas we'd ever been able to have for her. And I remember we were, me and Eliana were so excited for the gifts that we had given because we just knew how happy it would make her, how much it would just bless her. <laughs> we woke her up like four o'clock in the morning. It's like, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Three-year-old kid, you know, get up, man. <laughs> Play with these toys, you know? So it really wasn't for her. It was more for you. Yeah, but you know, because you think about what it does for you when you That's see right. somebody enjoying that's right. A gift that you value. When you see the value that mm. they place on that gift, especially if their value compares to your value, to where, it, where it's identical to your value, because that's what God's after. God wants us to see the value of his son the way that he sees the value of his son. Because if you see the value of Jesus Christ, then you'll understand that's why God values you, because you are made in his image. You are his child. Right. And... I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you bought somebody a gift and you go to their house maybe a couple months later and it's still sitting there in the box, Doc? Have you ever been in that situation? That's no, because right if, if that had happened to me, I'd have taken the box, Take man. <laughs> I'd have got a refund. Can, can you imagine what the heart of God goes through? I mean, as far as when it comes to this, it's like, well, this you, gift you, is for You perfection. think about you. You think about ministry. Mm -hmm. you, you give... What God has given you, you sow it into other people's lives. Mm -hmm. But if you take 100 people, 200 people, 300 people, you sow the same love, the same yeah. gift, the same teaching into all those people. But out of the 300, mm -hmm. you may have a handful of people that actually appreciate what you've done they see the value of it spiritually, and then what happens is then they increase. And then that's where your joy comes in. The joy is in giving to them your job assignment. Mm -hmm. But the real kicker, the real joy that the Father has over you and I and over people like us is when we actually are imparting into someone else's life that's getting it. Right. Oh. You know, that's our job, man. It's, it's so true. I, I mean, you, you just think about you as a pastor of the church, that yeah. you got some people that, man, they got it. They're yeah. getting it, yeah. and they're growing. And you know that there's a potential on the inside of them to be everything that God's Word has already declared that they could be. Yeah. And they're going for it. And so the joy is, is that you know that these people are learning on their own. They're not just listening to you. Mm -hmm. They're not just listening to to you and or, and Victory Network or whatever. Yeah, they're actually studying the Word of God themselves to find their own identity and to find their own future in there, and that they're going for it on their own. 
That's the purpose mm. of the ministry gifts. Mm -hmm. It says that we're supposed to equip people for the work of the ministry mm -hmm. so that they can do it, so that they yeah. can multiply, so that they can increase, and yeah. so that they can plant churches, and that they can mm -hmm. go to mission fields, mm -hmm. and they can lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Everybody that is sitting underneath that anointing teacher at West, teaching at West Coast, truthfully, they already are equipped mm -hmm. to go out into the streets and the highways and byways and compel people to come in and to not just build the local church, but to build the church of Visalia or mm -hmm. Tulare County. Yeah. Is to go out and minister to people by laying hands on people, by praying over people, by, by taking authority over demonic influences. Yeah. That's what the love of God is all about. Yeah. It comes out, it doesn't really come down to that expectation. Yeah, it does. Be because you look at like, because uh, what you expect, you experience. Sure. You expect great things. It's amazing the great things that happen. If you expect bad things, it's amazing how bad things happen. And, um, but you're absolutely right, you know, because every one of us are offered the same thing. God God doesn't have a, a, a another Jesus to give you. He gives you his very best. But yet even when Jesus, you know, after he died and rose again, he appeared to hundreds of people during that, that time frame between the cross and Pentecost. Right. And 10 days before, I think it was 10 days before Pentecost, you know, was when he was taken back up. And it was how many hundreds of people? It was uh, four or 500 people he revealed himself to. Right. But only 120 stayed. Yeah. He said, carry here until, until you receive it. Dude, this, with There's another power. gift. There's another, There's another gift. gift. Yeah. Power. And this, is, and this is the best gift because I'm going away so that you can have this gift. And do greater and things. And do greater things than me. And only 120 showed up. I know. Check this out. I just got done doing, uh, you know, through through uh, you know JBM, the Joshua Bolger Ministries. We just got done doing a redline camping uh, retreat um, up at Heartland Christian Center, and prior to that, the response just wasn't there. You know, had some folks that responded as far as going, and and some folks hadn't. And I had one of uh, one of the people in our church. Um, make a long story short, um, had uh, wanted to know who all was going and, you know, try to find out you know, how many. And, and he was surprised at how many weren't at that time. And he was like, give me the list, man, of every man in this church. He goes, how come these men are not here? How come they're not, you know, and granted, we're in, our ministry knows better. We don't go giving people lists and stuff like that. But his heart was in the right place. And I thought you did. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, but this is what was interesting is that, you know, God did bring a, a, a nice chunk of men. You know, I, I mean, it was all kind of last minute, but man, everybody that was supposed to be there was there. And it was a good group of men. But I remember at the end of the event, I was talking to this individual, and I'd heard about it because, you know, they had told me right. what had happened. And this is what he said. He said, Pastor, he goes, I don't understand. He goes, it's 190 bucks. He said, to come and spend three days with you, my pastor? He said, are you kidding me? And, man, it just humbled me because I'm like, not because I'm so great, but because he values what God put in me because we're anointed and we're gifted for them. Not for ourselves. Right. And so I understand why Jesus, you know, you know, why he endured the cross, 
you know, despising the shame. He wasn't looking at the crucifixion. He was looking at the resurrection. He was looking at you and I enjoying the benefit of his gift, what he had prepared for us. And what's amazing is that God doesn't wait until your life is perfect to give you this gift. That's true. The Bible tells us in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God commendeth or he shows his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't when we got all cleaned up. It wasn't when, when life was, was made uh, well or right and we decided to make some changes. When we were at our worst, Christ died for us. And what's so beautiful about God is that maybe right now your life isn't what it needs to be. But I'm here to tell you, God loves you right now. You might say, oh, pastor, I'm doing things I shouldn't do. I'm sinning. I'm, 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 I'm not being a good person. Let me tell you something. This is what's so awesome about the love of God is that God loves you right now for who you are. And because he loves you right now for who you are, God will not allow you to stay the way that you are. That's good. Receive his son, Jesus Christ, Amen. by faith to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Amen. Amen. Be the Lord of my life. And I'm telling you, he'll take your sin as far as the east is from the west. And he will flood and fill you with peace. He will give you a new life, a life that is worth living. This is the greatest gift that you and I could ever receive. That's true. And so I'm telling you today, take what we've shared. Amen. Understand that God loves you. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you. Right. Amen. And the only way that you can receive this salvation is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Make him the Lord of your life. Amen. You won't regret it, will they, Doc? No. Not at all. Amen. We're so glad that you're with us. And I really pray that this uh, time that we've shared with you has been profitable to you. And, and I encourage you, please tune in next Monday for the broadcast because, man, we're going to be talking about how to really receive this beautiful gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And the salvation that comes with it. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with me and Dr. Rogers today on another episode of Kingdom Concepts.